Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Let's talk a little bit about Tesla. In your opinion, Mark, how did he get so smart? How did this happen? He he studied. I think he also had very powerful uh, uh, eidetic imagery. He was able to run machines in his mind. Um, He had a tremendous uh, creative imagination. Um, You know, he had out-of-body experiences, too, when he was a kid, uh, traveling clairvoyance, that kind of thing. But he also studied. And, you know, the whole idea of standing on on the shoulder of giants, he studied different uh, uh, people, you know, that stood before him, uh, Newton and Maxwell. Um, He had Maxwell's book his whole life. Um, There's, you know, books out now said he didn't understand Maxwell's equations. He was a genius of uh, mathematical equations. Oh, my God, yeah. I'd compare him to Einstein. I think that the sad thing is is that Tesla did not believe in the theory of relativity, and he died, you know, in 1943. I wished he had lived to, let's say, 46 or 47, so he'd seen, he would have seen the atom bomb. Oh, my he had, God, yeah. He had split atoms, uh, but he didn't split the nucleus. So he thought that Einstein was completely wrong. He didn't understand that splitting the nucleus was what could cause a nuclear reaction. So was Tesla wrong, or was he just misinformed? He, it was apples and oranges. He was definitely wrong because he was definitely splitting atoms. He said, I split atoms all, all the time, and I don't have any nuclear reactions. And he was right about that, but he wasn't splitting the nucleus. So he was hmm. right, but he was also wrong. How did he split atoms at that time? If you uh, create like 100 million volts, uh, you, you, will, uh, you can change. You, know, you, you separate the electrons from, from the uh, atoms, and you, you split atoms. You change, you, know, you change the atoms. So he really did split atoms. Tesla would have loved to have seen us go to the moon and everything else that we're doing right now. Yeah, he, 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 you know, he lives so much into the future. It's so sad when he's dealing with Morgan and he's saying, you know, give me the money to complete my, my tower and I will advance the world a century. He is the inventor of cell phone technology, the ability to create an unlimited number of uh, wireless channels. Hammond called it the prophetic genius patent. What he did was he multiplied frequencies. Uh, Marconi at the time, all he could do was send dots and dashes. Tesla, it's Tesla uh, waves that we use, you know, to transmit uh, information, you know, pictures and voice and power. Uh, the Tesla waves, not the Marconi waves. So Marconi had to he had to pirate Tesla's apparatus in order to have, you know, a wireless telephone. It was all based on Tesla's, you know, invention. And now he's got a car company named after him. Yeah. And the reason that the car company uh, evolved was because they read an article that Tesla wrote in 1904 about having an electric, instead of having a gasoline engine, having you know, an electric motor. It would be a lot more efficient. That's what led you know, uh, the two fellows who invented the uh, Tesla Roadster. Uh, it was all based on Tesla. That's why they named it the Tesla Roadster. And when Elon Musk bought the company, he, was, he, he actually toyed with the idea of removing Tesla's name from it, because he wasn't a big fan of Tesla, you know, in the beginning. He was a fan of Edison's. Why did the government raid Tesla's office after he died? Well, he had secret papers. He was negotiating with, uh, with uh, I, I recently got in, involved with uh, declassified papers from the Soviet Union. He was actually negotiating with Joseph Stalin. Oh, that's not good. No, no. no. <laughs> But he was trying to. But they were allies that you know during World War, uh, not in the beginning of the war, but they eventually were, were our allies. 
Uh, but he was trying to sell his particle beam weapon to the Soviets. He, he actually got $25,000 from them, and he was uh, negotiating with the British Empire. I've, I've got the names of the generals that he was involved with. And also, uh, you know, when I, I was in the show, the, the Tesla Files, and when we made the show, we discovered an actual letter signed by FDR uh, saying, I want to meet with Tesla, you know, give me the lowdown on Tesla. And this was in 1943, just a couple of days before Tesla died. So I think what was happening at that time, I think they were looking at two different powerful weapons, and that was the nuclear bomb and the particle beam weapon. Did he know Edison? Yeah, Tesla worked for Edison. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Did he like him? Well, he worked for him. In the eight, he, he looked up to him because Edison was like a god. Edison had a machine that could talk in different voices, could do, you know, could talk in different uh, in uh, different languages. You know? He invented the uh, phonograph, didn't he? Yeah, the yeah. phonograph. And so he he wanted to work for Edison, but he tried to talk Edison into into using alternating current. And Edison was so rooted in direct current. How can you make a current that's going in two different two directions at once at thousands of times a second go in one direction? Edison thought Tesla was nuts, and basically, you know, they didn't get along. So so he left in a huff. And only later did they become friends again. When when you realized left, Tesla was right, didn't he? Eventually, he, yes, and I and I and they had a, a lot of mutual respect later. When Tesla's laboratory burned to the ground in, in nineteen in eighteen ninety five, Edison lent Tesla his laboratory until he found his own laboratory. So they were enemies during the War of the Currents, but then later they became friends. Remarkable. Now, when he when he died, and again they raided his files. What in your you're going to have to speculate on this, Mark? But what do you think was in there? Well, I know a number of things that were in there. One is, you know, he had a patent on the on the helicopter airplane. He called it the Fliver plane. If you look at if you look up the Osprey, and, you know, and Google it, you won't see Tesla's name in there. They hid the fact that that there was that they was based on his stuff. They sat on his papers for ten years. That's partly what we did in the, in the television show, The Tesla Files, was try to figure out what papers they sat on. We, one thing we found was that the OSS was very interested in Tesla's papers. And I discovered this guy. His name is Willis George. He was a thief that that was hired by the OSS. And he would go into different diplomats and steal their papers. He was one of the guys who went in with, with John G. Trump, you know, uh, President Trump's uncle, uh, when, when they looked through Tesla's papers and sat on them for 10 years. And so why would they send a thief in, in to look through Tesla's papers? Um, so well, it's like the Watergate burglars, right? Yes, yes. It's it's a really a fascinating story as to you know what things that they they hid from us, and one of them was the particle beam weapon. Um, then, that, as I said, in 1984, Andrea Buharich uh, revealed this uh, particle beam weapon paper to the world, and you know I was there at the moment. It was amazing because I had been into this, you know, 1976. It was. Eight years, look, everyone was looking for this paper, and then Buhard shows up with the, with the paper. What was the particle beam paper, uh, system supposed to do in the first place, Mark? Well, it was, it, it was called a death ray, but it really was a tiny, tiny little particles. What Tesla understood was that a ray would spread out and lose all of its power. So how could you get it to maintain its power? So he came up with these tiny little pellets made out of tungsten, and you used um, uh, repulsion as a way to send out these tiny little pellets uh, with, uh, you know, 60 million volts uh, at this cannon, and, and it would go 300 miles a second. And so you could shoot down enemy planes with this tiny little 
uh, stream. W- w- would the would the particles, the pellets, have to physically hit the plane? Yes. If yeah. somebody had gotten in front of it, would they have gotten blown up or something? Yes, he he, he could knock out an entire army. With All right, now how far can you shoot those pellets? I mean, a plane is up there twenty thousand feet. Would this thing have gone that far? He claimed that he could send these this energy to the moon, and I met uh, one of the, one of his workers' uh, daughter-in-laws. Her name was Nancy Zito. Some of the some of your listeners know Zito. He was one of Tesla's right arms, and she said he was bouncing beams off the moon in 1918, and he Whoa. was using the same principles. You know, even then. You mean they could find these little pe- pellets that he sent up there? Yeah, they're like trunk lines, you know, and so he could he could use it for destructive means, but he could also use it for, for communication, kind of like uh, you know the microwave trunk lines that we have today. So he had various amazing. things that he could use. That is weird, isn't it? Yes, it is very weird. He felt it was his greatest invention, and there's still a lot of mystery there. I uncover a lot of it in the, in the new book. Now, one of his his fallings out with the J.P. Morgan was Morgan, of course, wanted to you know bill millions of people for electricity, wasn't the Tesla system basically free? Yeah. They didn't have computers in those days. So if you have a wireless system, how do you build them? And what Morgan didn't understand, I mean, you, you and I are about almost the same exact age. You know, remember, television and radio were free, you know? No one mm-hmm. paid for television in the old days. Um, and If you had an antenna, you were ready to go. Right, and it generated billions and billions of dollars. Look at the, the fees that the football players are making. They're making it because of advertising from television. Absolutely, absolutely. And every other sport. So, so Tesla understood that the revenues would come in in a different way, and Morgan didn't understand that. He thought you had to bill each customer, and that was a way to make money, and Tesla knew that, that the money could come in an entirely different way. And so they didn't see eye to eye. Plus, his system threatened Morgan's, you know, wireless system. Morgan had copper mines. He had rubber plantations. He had lumber yards. You know, so Tesla threatened all of these. Uh, Morgan was making money on all of those different products. And he was afraid that Tesla would succeed. So he made sure that he would fail. And that's when Tesla went into selling ozone machines and electrotherapy machines. Um, he was trying to make money in another way so that he could go back and resurrect Wardenclyffe. It's a, you know, a very tragic story. Um, and one of the things we discovered in the television show was the tunnels. There was always a speculation of, did he really have tunnels? Well, we used ground-penetrating radar, and we actually photographed these tunnels about 60 feet under the ground. He had four tunnels, three of them were 100 feet long, seven stories below the earth uh, on Long Island. So this is all new, totally new information, and but uh, he was sending electricity through the ground, whereas Marconi was sending it through the air. That was, you know, the big difference between the two of them. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.